The wildest thing that has ever happened to me in M&A, I don't know if it's the wildest thing, but it's a good story. We were working on a transaction. It was a very difficult transaction. The buyer tried to reprice the deal numerous times. We had a lot of fights. And anyway, long, long story, we got the deal done. And a couple of years go by, I write a book called Mergers and Acquisitions for Dummies. One of the PE guys shows up in my office. He wants to meet. By now, all the, the dust is settled. We're best friends. And he says, I have a copy of your book. And I want you to give me an autograph in it. And I want you to write something and make it funny. So great. Now I'm under pressure to come up with something. So I thought about the transaction. I thought about what happened afterwards. And so I simply wrote in there, Justin, thanks for the house, Bill. That's, that's the story. I bought a house with the fee that I earned from beating you guys up. My name is Bill Snow with Focus Investment Bankers, an author of M&A for Dummies, Mergers and Acquisitions for Dummies. And I am an insurance dude. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Yeah. Whoa. Anybody that comes on here becomes an insurance dude. You don't even need to get a license. Hey. That's they it. forced me to say that under <laughs> under uh, false pretenses, but I'm 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 happy to play along here using weapons uh, across state lines. <laughs> yeah, excited to be here, guys. Thank you for having me, well, Bill. Well, it's like we we got to talking for so long before that I felt like we were going to use up all the good stuff, but I think you got oh, lots I, of good stuff. Oh, I got nothing but good stuff here. I'm, oh, that's fire what I'm away. Let's let's see, test so, me here. See, see, what you, see what you guys so, come up there. You, you, guys our audience. you guys don't look like insurance guys. You look like you have a personality. What the heck's going on here? Oh, oh there no. you go. I love our it. Whole, uh, our uh, whole <laughs> audience just can, turned it off. Can, can 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 we make fun of insurance people? Listen, I, I speak to I speak to accountants. I tell accounting jokes all the time. Yeah. Uh, how do people become an accountant? They go off to college and they ask somebody, "What kind of job can I get where I don't have to talk to people?" And they say accounting. And it's great when you're in front of a CPA group and you've got 100, 200 CPAs out there and you think they're going to boo and hiss. They are so excited when somebody talks about them. I'm making jokes left and right at the expense of accountants. And they look at each other very excitedly and say, oh, he's talking about us. Isn't this great? Like, so I don't, I don't know if like, insurance agents it? for this. Yeah, they they're like, it. wait, should we laugh? Are we supposed to yeah, laugh? Yeah, he's, he's talking about us. <laughs> yeah, they get really excited. It's great. So I don't know if insurance agents are the same, the same way. So if there's any you that know, are... Offended, too bad. Okay, next question. Most people, <laughs> if you say you're an insurance agent, I don't even really say that uh, yeah. because the reaction is pretty poor. Uh, like, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like saying you're a lawyer. Sure, sure. You're, you, you seem like that clock. guy in uh, a Groundhog Day who kept trying to sell Bill Murray insurance all the time. <laughs> Ned, the, Ned the head, Ned needle, needle nose head. Needle yeah, nose yeah, Ned, Ned, yeah. Got yeah. the shingle real bad. Bing! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you guys do all the time, right? That, that's <laughs> yeah. why... That's well, why you never I've get invited noticed. on golf trips. Yeah, I know. So we ran a split test where we said bing at the end of every sentence versus not saying it, and we did perform better when we said the bing. Inter <laughs> oh, just, just talking to yahoos like me who are schlepping a book or, or when you're trying to sell insurance When we're products. trying to sell insurance. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe, so the reason so why we don't maybe, look maybe. like yeah. – Yeah, go but, on. Go on. Bill, the reason why we don't look like agents is because what we've been able to do – is get old. No, well, we're older. We've we've done it a long time and we've kind of yeah. gone through a lot of the building period. So now what we're we're in that phase where we're helping the other agents to build that, right? Like so we're giving out this information and all these things that are going to actually get them there. So Got it. 
Got it. And that's more fun, right? Because now this is kind of the, the agencies themselves sort of go on autopilot. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. What kind of insurance, what, what kind of insurance are you guys selling? PNC property and casualty home okay. and auto. Yeah. Okay. The good stuff the whole, the whole with, do any- with micro margins. Yeah. Yeah. With I know. Micro it's, margins. It's uh it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a tough racket. But, yeah. Uh, someone's got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Most agents do buy books of business. So this is a very good conversation, but you don't work on the level of uh, scale of an agent. You're a little bit, a little bit higher, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we typically work with what we call middle market, lower middle market companies. And that's revenues of roughly 20 million up to whatever, 300 million or earnings, this horrible acronym that you hear in business called EBITDA, earnings before interest tax, depreciation, amortization, invented by a, uh, a cable TV executive. Uh, we love it. Seriously, John Malone was the guy's name. We oh. love acronyms in M&A. There you go. In fact, we love ampersands in them too. So if we could put an ampersand in EBITDA, that'd be even better. We'd be almost as wild and crazy as insurance guys. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Good work. So, but so at, at least $2 million in earnings is what we're Typically, I mean, they can make exceptions, but we want to have some meat on the bone. The, the smaller transactions are, are frankly getting uh, more difficult to place because the buyers want more size and scale when they, they buy something. I think agents are feeling the same same thing. Same thing with buying books. Our scale yeah. is a little bit uh, smaller. But let's let's go back real quick. How did you yeah. even get into to doing this? Because, I mean, yeah, how did you even yeah. Why? Yeah, I, I I wonder that. I question myself all the time too. I fell down a flight of stairs one time, bumped my head, and then I stumbled out of the house and I got hit by a car. And uh, I I got out of college back in the dark ages. It was in a previous century, eighteen, nineteen, something like that. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I, I did a bunch of things. I did sales jobs. I I got into management. I was working for a retailer. We were buying up little mom and pop retails. I was in the southeast for a while. And then I got interested in entrepreneurship and where do businesses come from and how do they start. So I worked for, you name it, friends and family, angel funded, venture capital funded, kind of worked my way up the the food chain, learning the business, a lot of ins and outs, still haven't really uh, accomplished much, bought some companies or pieces of of companies. So I was an owner, you know, minority owner along the way and some things too. And almost 20 years ago, I uh, was contacted by somebody who worked with me at one of the venture uh, deals I, I worked on. And he had gone to a middle market investment banking firm. And I thought, what the hell's investment banking? They do nothing with investments and they're not a bank. They call themselves investment bankers to sound <laughs> fancy. If we, could, if we could make that an acronym and put an understand in that, we'd like that <laughs> even better. Uh, so I, I uh, met with the, the founder of, of the firm. This is a little investment banking firm. It's a boutique. And I turned down the job offer four or five times to be an investment banker because I didn't think I wanted to do it. And then the owner called me one day and he caught me at a moment of weakness. And so I said, okay, fine, I'll go be an investment banker. Stop bothering me. And so I exaggerate really not that much. That's how I got into it. And um, I was not looking forward to doing a sales job because that was the main focus, executing the transaction. So calling up buyers, getting the materials out, setting up meetings. Uh, no one explained to me, by the way, that that's what the job is. I had to figure that out when I'm doing the job. Oh, that's the next thing. Maybe we should do something else here, and which is the best, which is the best way to learn. So I, I did not have uh, the benefit, by the way, of a, a fabulous book like this called Mergers and Acquisitions for Dummies, the second edition. Uh, so I, I learned the business. And what, one of the great things about it is the selling of a business. You're actually buying because the number of buyers outnumbers sellers by a great number. 
because you have a good company to sell, you can only sell it one time. If you have three, five, ten buyers who are interested and put offers together, only one of those will win the mandate. And so it is difficult for whether it's private equity firms, uh, strategic acquirers to find companies to buy. And so when you have a company for sale, you tend to get reaction from the buyers. They call you back. They want to look at the materials. Uh, one of the things that I would always tell the younger people at the firm, when somebody would say, well, you're selling a company. What's so special about it? I would say, well, it's a company and it's for sale. That's what's <laughs> special about it. <laughs> so that's how I got into it. So I, I also do M&A stand-up, as you can tell here. But it's, Yeah, uh, it's good. It's, it, it's good material. It's, 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 it's a great deal of fun in this business. It's actually quite quite boring. Uh, you need to be a good writer. You need to be good at math, good at accounting. Those are the skills. Everybody wants to do this job for some reason. They want to analyze the tar out of everything. Well, that's, you know, who cares about that? That's a dime a dozen. Accounting skills, being able to write and having good math skills. If you play golf and you know how to play poker, those are skills when you move up and you start trying to find clients. You need to have those skills. But that's if you want to be an investment banker, there you go. And usually those skills aren't synonymous with uh, somebody that likes to be outgoing and and funny. And so, how, how did how did you end up there? I, I think I, I think I lost a bet. Uh, <laughs> I, look, I decided a long time ago that I'll, I'll use my personality. I, I did a very deep dive. Actually, when the first book came out, which was twelve years ago, what am I good at? What am I bad at? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And I always encourage people to do this because most people do not have a good handle on what they're good at and more importantly, what they're bad at. Ask a young person, ask yourself and you'll hear yeah. a bunch of nonsense. I call them the, you know, they're just BS answers, right? What, what are your strengths? Well, I'm a people person. You know, so who cares? Anybody can say that. What are your weaknesses? And then these, you know, <laughs> ill-formed minds must say, well, let's hear, must phrase weakness in form of strength. I work so hard, I irritate people. That's my big weakness. I, I'm excellent everywhere else. I work so hard, I irritate people. And it's, it, <laughs> It's it's all it's all about you, you know, and and so being able to really understand that. So one of the things I I realized is I do not have the politician's gift for remembering names and faces. In fact, I had to write your names down here to remember who you guys are. I'm so and I wish I I wish I was better at it. I'm terrible at it. So now I just don't care. And I decided yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be the memorable one. And I have, I can't tell how many conversations <laughs> I have with people when I'm walking around downtown Chicago and I walk away and I'm thinking, I have no, I, I've met them. I have no idea who they are. They remember <laughs> me. So I thought I'll be the memorable one and I'll do the end around. If anybody says, do you know who I am? No, I don't forget. I've met you before. <laughs> I remember your name. I don't care. And I'm not going to try and put on airs. I'm not going to try to lie. And I found that the, the honest approach is much better than yeah. trying to pretend that you're, you're somebody that you're not. So that's one yeah. of my weaknesses, names and faces. I mean, you can only be good at a certain number of things and right. remembering names doesn't seem like it's the most important thing to be good at. Yeah. Uh, some people have, I think, I think maybe there's things you can do to get better at it. I don't know. Maybe pay attention uh, when people just, are talking. I, I'll try that <laughs> sometime in my life. But. When there's only two, <laughs> two megabytes of Ram, yeah. Yeah. it's difficult to yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I, I I do think that some people have a uh, a gift for that. It's like anything yeah. else. We have gifts. I mean, some people are, I mean, I am not visually, uh, I mean, you can just see how beautifully uh, decorated my, my office is. Yeah. Uh, the, the only picture there is me with three different dogs at the stage of my life that my <laughs> mother framed for me 20 years ago. <laughs> that your uh, only picture? Yeah, yeah, that's the only picture. Well, actually, that, that was that what's what kind of spurred my my thinking about strengths and weaknesses. So when the first book came out, <clears throat> you know, uh, M&A for dummies, um, 
when that came out in the spring of 11, the publisher sent me a copy of the book and I was so proud of myself. And this was a Friday. I was at home that day. Housekeeper was there and I was so I'm I'm holding up the book. Hey, look, I wrote a book and who cares? She didn't care. That's nice. Meester. You know, she didn't care. And I'm looking at this book and I'm really proud of myself in all seriousness. Hey, I wrote this thing. It was 300 plus pages. Holy cow. I put this together. And I thought, yeah, I'm pretty good at this writing thing. I've, I've always had a talent for that or an interest in doing. I've done a lot of writing and, and different things. And I'm looking around at my house and I see all these empty walls. And I'm thinking, I have no idea what to do with, with the walls. And some people are just drooling because they have a good flair for it and, and a good eye for that. I don't. And I thought, clearly, I don't have any kind of visual design skills because I can't draw. I wish I was a great visual artist, a graphic designer. I, I don't have any of those skills. I And if, if I tried, I would just be aping other people as opposed to something that's really coming from inside. The writing comes from inside. Okay. I did work hard at it. And so that's what got me thinking. What am I good at? What am I bad at? And and it's a great exercise. And I, I implore everybody else to do that. Uh, I realized I was pretty good at sales from, from doing sales when the publisher contacted me. I did a sales job to get the book. And they sent me a book uh, right before it was published, it was a little PDF, and they call it the Author Toolkit. I call it How to Market Your Four Dummies Book for Dummies. And I'm going through that, and I realize I don't, I don't know, know anything about marketing. The marketing, this is the big surprise when you write a book. It's The marketing is left up to the idiot who wrote the book. Okay, what is marketing? And so I thought, I don't know anything about marketing. Maybe I can teach myself. So what I've come up with is the shorthand for marketing. And you can test people of a marketing marketing degree, most fail at the answer. What's the difference between sales and marketing? I'll test both of you and stop talking. Jason, Craig, what is the difference between sales and marketing? Insurance sales, guys, fire away. Marketing is the the magnetic pull to get them in. Sales is actually converting them. Okay. You've given one of the better answers. I'll I'll give you a B plus bordering on A minus. That's not bad. B plus is yeah, way yeah. too good. It's the least aware, uh, the least yeah. aware, and then and then sales is most aware to conversion, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not bad. It sounds like you guys are selling insurance for a living, so you you know a thing or two. What what I say, and, and you guys are you guys are, are actually, most people completely flounder at that because they get lost on the tactics. They talk about TV ads or internet ads or face to face marketing events. You know, those are all valid. Those can be good marketing depending on what you're selling, but it's a very simple way to explain the difference marketing is what you do to get a chance to make a sale that's yeah. it that's mm, it and yeah. it can be anything you, you pick, pick pick the tactic and there you go and then I, I thought about that that's probably my my best skill is i can take something complicated and explain it in a simple easy to understand manner because of course you know i wrote a four dummies book um <laughs> and so it's been very helpful the visual design i hate doing research so i've tried to find people that have skills where i don't have skills or they really enjoy doing what i don't enjoy doing and i i implore everybody to do that and if you're honest with yourself and trying to say you're an expert in everything where you know where you're weak, you can find people good there. It is the most freeing thing in the world. So I don't mess around with things where I, I don't have a good eye for it. I don't mess with it anymore. It's been I fantastic. It. And if you want to know what you're bad at, you can always ask your wife. My wife's really good at telling me what I'm not good at. So <laughs> everything I, I, I can get that. I can pull that list pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've 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 all we've all been there, all been there. but uh, yeah. So anyway, there, there you go. That's that. The only other four dummies book I could write, by the way, is how to write a four dummies book for dummies. So I'm, I'm very fortunate <laughs> that that Wiley Wiley Publishing owns the the dummy now. So I was talking to Jason and Craig before this, and they were asking, okay, let me get all the questions out here. 
no, I did not get around the copyright. Yes, it quote unquote is <laughs> a real M&A. It's a real four dummies book. Someone owns the brand. It's it's Wiley Publishing. They're a big behemoth. Uh, they contacted me. I did not write the book and sell it to them. If you try to contact them, they'll tell you go away. Oh uh, really? Contact, oh yeah, don't contact us. We'll we'll contact you because everybody everybody in the world wants to write wine for dummies. Hey, there's an idea, wine for dummies. I could write that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, nobody's thought of it. Yeah, you know, it's it's like trying to come up with the name of a rock band these days. Every name has been thought of, and it is very difficult to come up. I'm I'm good with coming up with names, by the way. But try it. Look, you look up on allmusic.com. Every name you can think of, unless it's just something really obscure or a bunch of random words put together, has been probably grabbed up sartorial splendor ironically enough i just looked this up i think is available <laughs> seriously you would think that would be like a like a human league abc cover band right start sartorial splendor but roxy music nobody has picked that as a name so uh, you kids out there looking to put an insurance rock and roll band together there you go sartorial splendor i love it yeah. i'm writing that down yeah. so so tell us I, I i i would love to know since you wrote the four dummies book, which is a, you're on the perfect podcast for that because uh, we're your audience. Um, yep. As far as an insurance agent goes, buying an insurance agency, like what are some tips? Like, like most insurance agents that get into this game and buy an agency, there's a lot of trust in other people. And we don't know as much about the M and a world. Uh, yeah. a, a lot of times it's like, uh, he said it was a, a good book. Should I should I buy this? And you ask a couple people and they're like, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, yeah. what are yeah. some other tactics yeah. than asking yeah. your buddy yeah. if it's a good idea? You, you you sound like my mother when she walked me to kindergarten <laughs> when I was five years old and then she'd pick me up. And this went on for a few days. And then typical for my mother, she walked me to school and she said, okay, Billy, today you're going to walk home alone. You know how to get home, right? <laughs> and I said, uh-huh. And I, I probably got lost. Yeah. And uh, coming home. And, and then years, decades later, 50 years later, my mother was asking me about that. And she said, what would have happened to you if that nice lady <clears throat> didn't see you crying and call me? I said, I'd still be walking. <laughs> so it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of the same thing with, with buying an agency. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, coming up with the good questions to ask, should I buy this? Don't ask a question like that. Cause what's somebody going to say, especially if they don't like you. Yeah, it's a great idea. Idiot. Go buy it. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So, you know, you have to ask yourself if you want to buy an, an insurance agency, first of all, do you like rejection? Do you like people making fun of you? Okay. Right. So if you're not in the insurance business, you have to ask, do you have that kind of personality where you have stick to itness and 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 uh a perseverance a million people are going to say no before somebody says yes and buys a product okay right. if you don't like that if you don't like getting on the the hamster wheel and and dialing for dollars or emailing or whatever you can to jump drum up business and have most people uh say no to you probably with a, a bit of invective and, and a few expletives it's probably not for you so if if you've now crossed the rubicon and you've decided insurance of all the things I could do in the world, insurance is it. It perfectly lines up with my personality for whatever reason, and I, I, I'm a masochist. I enjoy being rejected. If, <laughs> if this is where you have become and, and you've gotten to that point, now you want to buy something, then I guess you want to look at the nature of what you're buying. Now, I don't know what the multiples are, how you price an agency, but if you're buying a book of business, well, 
how strong is that book of business? Are these people going to stay with you? Are they shopping? I mean, have they been there for a long time? Do they tend to be long-term customers or do they look for a new insurance carrier every time they're up for renewal because they're looking for the, the best price or the right price? I got to imagine that's part of it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can are, I are stop you real people? quick? Oh, Just sure, like, this is interesting because yeah. there are so many things that that seem to be very unique to the insurance industry, like just weird things that normally um, in other, like, you know, normally people say my industry is different, right? But actually in this case, I think that there are some things like, so for example, a, we're, different like, we're different like everybody else. Well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but like an independent insurance agency or broker is going to go for some multiple of EBIT, of uh, EBITDA, right? That isn't how it works for, for, uh, captive carriers. If you're a captive care, if you're with a captive carrier, it's it's a multiple of commission, not not yeah. not inclusive okay. of bonus. Yeah. So you could have bonus 300k. That doesn't count as towards it when they figure it out. And that's only yeah. because this has just been the standard, right? And what's interesting, and I'd love you to apply some of your your experience to this, is price or. Uh, Commissions are going down right now, right? The the captive carriers are struggling with with competing with the big, you know, eight hundred number ones, and yeah. they're squeezing the commissions down. So what's happening is there's consolidation, right? So the the bigger agents are gobbling up the smaller agents, but we still have the there's this pressure because of the declining um, commissions on that multiple. So normally in a regular business. It would be based off of, okay, well, this one actually performs better, has a higher retention, has all these things that we have very good analytics on, but it doesn't seem to really be a driving force right now on those multiples. And we're looking at like two and a quarter of your comp, which is pretty crazy. It's pretty low as a multiple. So two two and a quarter of the, the compensation that an agent makes? Yeah. Right. So let's say you that's, did, that's, you did a, million in, a million in um, – in uh in yeah commissions for the year okay then yeah 2.25 million is what the the asking price would be oh, 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 oh 2.5 times not not, not 2.5 percent got it okay okay yeah you know I, I don't know enough about the the insurance racket to 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 give you whether that's good or bad but that that makes sense okay if that, that's kind of the industry standard that that's being used and you know that that's what you pay when you bought something and that's what you can expect to sell it, hopefully you've built up the business and and can sell it for more. Uh, if the commission rates are coming down now, does that put some downward pressure on on the price that? Oh, it has. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. things were going for three and a half or four times. Uh, you know, ten years. Oh, ago. okay, okay. So, so it has already come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's not much more room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. Uh, ultimately, something everybody says, you know, valuation. They also want to talk about valuation. And, and uh, uh, you might want to write this down, guys. There's another little bit of wisdom for this. this I'm going to give you the, the definition of the surefire way to understand valuation. It's a very complicated mathematical formula. So get ready to write a very complicated mathematical <laughs> formula that largely depends upon what side I'm representing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so that's it. a joke. That, that's a joke. <laughs> right. You, 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 you insurance it. kids at home. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, it doesn't get better than this. Okay. Uh, don't get me started on lawyers. Okay. You know what? They, how you become a lawyer? You go to law school and they teach you one thing. It's not illegal if you don't get caught. 
And then you spend two years learning how to bill and you become a lawyer. It's, it's a great thing. And then if you have, any, you have a real legal question, you hire paralegals and they go through all the, the code and then they come up with the, the right law. It's, it's, oh, it's like you play doctors and nurses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, doctors and nurses, they don't, they don't do anything. They watch uh, Catch Me If You Can and they just say concur. Because oh, do you concur, doctor? Yeah, they just walk around. Uh, you, do you concur? Yeah, the, the person's going to die. Yeah, I concur. What's the outlook? Marginal. Yeah, exactly. There you go. It's 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 a piece of cake. Uh, <laughs> I've lost track of where we were. So uh, we were talking about about uh, multiple. So something is worth what somebody's going to pay for. That, that's the bottom yeah. line. So valuation, you can come with all these models, and and, and sometimes that, that's helpful to look at uh, where other things have traded or some other met, matrix metrics and and so forth. But ultimately, something is worth what somebody else will pay for it, and what the what the seller will accept. That's the bottom line. So you might think. Uh, you're selling something, you might think it's worth a hundred bucks, but if all I offer is 50 and I'm the only person willing to bid, then it's either worth 50 if you accept it, or if you don't like my, my bid, you don't, sorry, I'm not going to sell to you. It's worth more than that. That'd be your choice. But if you accept my price, then it's our price because we both agreed to this price. Right. 